Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and plants and pets that are important to you. This first segment of today's podcast episode is being recorded on the Friday before its release. So if something earth-shattering has happened between now and when you're listening to this, and I don't mention it, that's why. Anyway, earlier this week, our dog Lola was barking like crazy in the backyard, and my daughter yelled for my help. And the reason the dog was barking was because a, a baby bird had either fallen or was pushed out of its nest, and it was in our, our yard, and Lola, our dog, was very interested in this bird. So my daughter quickly pulled the dog inside, and I picked up this tiny bird, and I didn't know what to do. So my daughter looked up online what you're supposed to do when you find a, a baby bird that's fallen out of its nest. And evidently, the less time that a human spends with with a, a, a baby bird, the, the better are its chances of survival. And the instructions we found online were to place the baby bird in a tree. So that that's what I did right away. Did, did the bird survive? I, I don't know. I, I hope it did. All I knew in the moment was that if I went back to check on the baby bird and found it dead, I would have been upset. So, so I never looked back. Wherever you are right now, baby bird, whether alive or dead... I hope you're unbothered. How's that? Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. In addition to hosting this program, I'm a senior writer for the music blog Surviving the Golden Age, and I'm also a novelist. There is no Patreon set up for this podcast, and there are no ads. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love the show and you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily, and get yourself or the reader in your life some fine literature, the best way to do that is to purchase any or all of my books. I'm the author of nine novels that are all currently available worldwide in both paperback and ebook formats via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find all nine of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search by my last name, which is spelled M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you prefer paperbacks but you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my novels in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. BN.com if you have no patience whatsoever. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. Are the enemy listeners this is episode 229 of the people are the enemy podcast thank you so much for spending time with me why would you be anywhere else i don't know i'm glad you're here thank you for being here thank you for listening it's cool that you're doing that oh boy what a what a week i've had you know it, it's it's as i mentioned in the the monologue it's friday i'm recording this on a friday night and I'm doing it for on a friday night for for a couple of reasons one reason is i'm going to be away this weekend Okay, the other reason is it's going to be sweltering hot in New England this weekend. It's going to be like 
97 tomorrow <laughs> and 98 on Sunday. Yeah, and it's you know, I try to keep I try to keep the studio as quiet as possible while I'm recording. There is an air conditioner in here, but it's loud, so I don't like to run it. So I'm like, well, you know, if I if I do it, uh, do the podcast on on Friday night while it's still cool before it gets too too unbearable, then I can uh, I can do this comfortably and without sweating and without uh, feeling aggravated or irritable. So that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, yeah. So what was he? Yeah. So those are the two reasons: going away this weekend and. Uh, and uh, it's going to be super, super hot. And where I'm going away to isn't going to be that much cooler. I'm going to be uh, up in the mountains uh, in Lincoln, New Hampshire this weekend. And uh, it should be fun. Going to go with the family. We, we should have a good time. Anyway, I hope, you're, I hope your May is going well. We're, we're coming up on the end of May. I, I did something I hadn't done in a long time. I went to a concert. Yeah, I went to a concert last week, last Sunday. I, I, I My wife and I went to Somerville, Massachusetts, and we saw... Two bands. Well, the headlining act there was Dry Cleaning, a British band, post-punk. If you if you know Dry Cleaning at all, their their album. Actually, I've got it right over here. New Long Leg, which came out last year. I think that was my my favorite album of last year. I loved it so much. So as soon as I saw that they were coming through through New England, I was like, I've got to see this band. And they were coming to this little tiny theater in Somerville. I say tiny, comparatively tiny. Uh, it almost looked like a place that you'd have like a wedding of maybe like 150, 200 people or something like that. If you can kind of picture that, that's kind of what this place looked like. Very nice place, uh, but small. And uh, and I was like, who's going to open for this band? You know, I would, I'd had no idea. And it turned out the opening act was this band from California who I also loved called Fake Fruit. Yeah, I don't know if you know Fake Fruit, but what a band. Oh, they're so good. They're a great band. I, 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 uh, I remember reading about them on Bandcamp, uh, and uh, I checked out a couple of their songs, and I'm like, oh my god, I love this. And this is when the album, their album first came out, which was last year also. It was earlier in the year. So the fact that they were opening up for, for dry cleaning was just made my night. I was psyched, because the tickets were you know relatively inexpensive. My wife and I got there. It was Sunday night. The parking was free in the city, which is, you know, unheard of. Now, the drinks, you got a mixed drink. My wife got a mixed drink when we were in there. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'll give you a guess on, 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 let you guess how much that was. Can you imagine, you know, a night, a, a, a club, um, all ages club, mind you. I don't, I don't know how they got away with serving alcohol at an all ages club, but yeah. But yeah, so she she got a mixed drink at an all ages club. Think about it. Take a guess on how much that would cost, and I'll tell you how much it cost. You got a guess? Thirteen bucks, <whistles> right? And just like a little plastic cup. It wasn't like <laughs> wasn't like anything special. I'm sitting here talking about drinking, and I I need a swig of water. I'm drying up. Anyway, the show was outstanding. Uh, we got there in, you know, the doors opened at 7. We got there around 8 uh, when, when the show was a, supposed to start. I think we were there for maybe 7 minutes before Fake Fruit came on and started playing. And it was just perfect timing. They sounded amazing. Their set was fantastic. We got a great spot right up in the front. It was standing room only. My wife was very claustrophobic because as soon as dry cleaning came out, it was like kind of like everybody filled in. And the demographic was on. My wife and I are both in our late 40s. And uh, I was wondering, I was like, these are two relatively new bands. You know, they've only been around for maybe three or four years tops, each of them, you know. 
Uh, so I thought, like, maybe it's going to be a lot of young people. Maybe we'll be the older people in the audience, which I didn't mind. As it turned out, however, we were, like, right kind of in the middle. You know what I mean? There were some younger people, but there were people that looked like they were older than us. So it was... Uh, it was a, a mixed crowd, for sure. I'm sure it had, a lot of it had to do with the genre, you know, where it's post-punk and it brought out a lot of the uh, the older music fans, so to speak. So, uh, and a lot of couples, which was cool to see. And, uh, yeah, Fake Fruit was fantastic. They were funny. The uh, Their lead singer was making jokes in between the songs. And uh, the crowd was digging it. And uh, they did a great set. Phenomenal. They, they got off and then... Then they, they set up for dry cleaning, and dry cleaning came out, and just, they were so great. It's so much fun, and such a such an entertaining band to watch. You know, I, I can't, did they play all their hits? Yeah, they played all the songs I love, and then they did some deep cuts, too. They did something, they said, from their first cassette, you know, and they, they kind of made a joke that, yeah, this is from our first cassette, somebody requested that we play this. Um, and uh, they're saying it's rare, but they said, well, what are we saying? It's on Spotify. They literally said... <laughs> <laughs> really, really said you can hear it on Spotify. It's not hard to find, and uh, yeah, just an incredible, incredible set of songs. I was cheering. I was. You know, I don't know if you can hear it. My voice was a little shot the next day, and it's still a little shot. I don't know if you could hear, it, but because I, I was yelling, you know, I was just like, I was so excited. I was so into it, and, and I knew all the words, you know. So I'm screaming out the words uh, along to. To their their singer, you know, oh my god, I say singer, it's like a sing speak thing. I think that's how best to describe what uh, dry cleaning is. What their what their uh, their vocalist does is sing speak. Anyway, great set, and uh, they finished up, and the audience went haywire and uh, started pounding like crazy, and brought them out for an encore. And then they did this this encore that was just like a a song into like a guitar freakout, kind of like an extended like just moment. And uh, and the audience was just was so appreciative and so uh, kind to this band and the 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 crowd was great as as crowded as it was you know like I said there was people right in front of me uh, people right behind me there wasn't a whole lot of room to move again standing room only but it wasn't like people were like um, sloppy drunk and kind of uh, bumping into one another there was nothing like that there was no slam dancing or moshing the most people were doing is kind of like bobbing their heads and you know. Uh, bouncing themselves up and down while staying in place, almost the pogo, right? Yeah, that's about that's about the most movement that you could you could get uh, from this crowd. And again, it was odd uh, because uh, because here we are again. It, you know, something I mentioned last week. It's 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 you know we're coming out of uh, COVID and we're used to you know were there people in masks? Yeah, some people had masks. I did not wear a mask. One, one thing that they they did was they checked all our. IDs and they made a point of putting this in the itinerary before the show that uh, you had to either show proof of vaccination or uh, show a negative COVID test before entering the premises. Yeah, they didn't fool around. So I felt very safe and it was just a great, great night. It was a lot of fun. And that's about all I've got time to talk about on this episode is I'm going to throw it to I'm going to throw it to our friend Rachel from Des Moines right now with the chart chat. And uh, here she is. Here is Rachel from Des Moines with the Chart Chat. Take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week, especially Jill and John, a.k.a. Graham Friday, for their comments. Uh, there's two things I wanted to mention at the top here. Uh, number one, many of these picks are songs I've just heard for the first time this week or maybe like once or twice before in recent years. 
So these aren't necessarily, you know, beloved faves of mine. It's kind of whatever from the Hot 100 grabs me in some way and that I want to highlight. I've been a fan of the 70s for a long time, like I talked about in the first episode, but there's always just so much more to discover. And, you know, a song that you've heard for you've heard for many years can just hit you in a certain way sometimes. And just there's always a chance for to learn about something new. And that's kind of why I like doing this this segment. And I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, second, it is always okay to slide into my DMs with any memories that you have associated with the chart picks or the artists. It's just neat to be able to have people share that kind of stuff. And those connections are just always great to hear about. Our 70s chart this week is from May 13th of 1972. Kicking us off at number 98 is a Philly group called Bang with their song Questions. And this would go to only reach number 90. But I read up on these guys and they were influenced by Black Sabbath. And they had, uh, this was their first album that was was released. They actually had uh, three albums they released in the early 70s. And then they reformed in 99 and put out a few more albums, including their original, what was supposed to be their debut called Death of a Country, which was released finally in 2004 after being made in 1971. Just kind of a pretty cool sound from this group. It, it kind of fits in with 72, but it's surprising that this one didn't do better. At number 89 is the song We're Free by Beverly Bremers. This, uh, she, Beverly, was had been a teen singer. She had been on a local, t- actually a show called The Amateur Hour and got a few singles off of that. And then she got cast in the musical Hair. And she also sang in another rock musical. And she had put out this song, We're Free, which is about the people that can live together in a serious, committed relationship, but they're not married. They don't have, like, the quote-unquote piece of paper, like some people say. Apparently this song was boycotted by certain radio stations. Uh, She seems like a really interesting person, um, just what she was able to do with her career. At number 85, we have an all-girl group called Fanny with their cover of Marvin Gaye's song, Ain't That Peculiar. Uh, Fanny was founded by sisters June and Jean Millington. And they had been born in the Philippines to a Filipina mother and a white uh, U.S. serviceman father. And then they moved to California and started making music to try to make some friends. They formed a few different bands and they did pretty well with Fanny. Uh, They have an amazing sound. I really love the slide guitar on this one. And if you go on the YouTube page for any of their songs, it's all people being like, how have I never heard of them? They're amazing. Why are they, you know, why are they not more known? I really am looking forward to digging into more of their songs because they really seem cool. And, you know, hearing some of their originals too. At number 78, we have a Dutch duo called Mouth and McNeil with their song, How Do You Do? Uh, this was at number 78 this week that would go on to hit number 8. This was a big one. So we were talking before about you know how long I've known. This was one I've known since I was listening to 70s Saturday Night in middle school. This one seemed to get played a lot. It's almost verging on a novel. It's not quite a novelty song, but I think it has a little bit of humor in there. And with some of the na-na-na-na, you almost wonder like, well, what are they meaning to say? Kind of that type of thing. And I looked it up and it's... Uh, I knew they were a duo, but I didn't know who was who. But uh, Mouth was a, was the male singer, Big Mouth Willem, and McNeil was uh, Maggie McNeil. And they were not a couple, they just uh, sang together. And I think, you know, it's another one of those they did much better in, in the Netherlands. And they actually, I read, they represented uh, their home country in Eurovision in 1974. At number 40, we have Billy Preston with his instrumental hit, Out of Space. Um, this would actually go on to hit number two, and it won him a Grammy for pop instrumental performance. And I read that he played the 
instrument, the clavinet, with a wah-wah pedal attached. That's how you got the unique sound. And this was actually a B-side, where the situation where DJs were started playing the flip side, and it became much more popular. Um, you know, Billy Preston, he has a lot of, he has, he's not just an instrumental guy, he had uh, some vocal hits too, and he's also known for playing on Get Back with the Beatles. At number 37 is Harry Nilsson with Jump Into the Fire. This would go on to hit number 27. And he, Harry Nilsson is someone that I was aware of. I, I'd known that he had this, he was big buds with John Lennon. And I, and I was reading up on him because I really didn't know a lot about him. I think I might have judged him a little harshly for just being like some drunk running around with John Lennon causing trouble. But he seems like he was a really talented guy and was a songwriter, but also was known for covering other people's songs in interesting ways. How he became known to the Beatles was he put out a single called You Can't Do That, which is ostensibly a cover of their song, but it was kind of a mashup and it had like little snippets of other Beatles songs. So almost of a forerunner to our uh, Stars on 45. So the album that Jump Into the Fire is on, it's the one where he's wearing a bathrobe on the cover. And there's three huge songs off of this. There's also Without You and The Lime and the Coconut. So he, he was very successful. And our last song from the 70s this week is... Once again, hearing from April Wine with uh, their cover of the Hot Chocolate song, You Could Have Been a Lady. Not much to say about this one, but they're both the original and the cover are both really good. For the 80s this week, we are in May 16th of 1987. Starting us off is Debbie Gibson with Only In My Dreams. It's at number 88 this week, but it would go on to hit number four. This is her first single overall and the first off of her album Out of the Blue which had four top five hits, including Foolish Beat, which made it to number one. And Debbie Gibson was known for writing her own songs, and I think she also produced some songs too. This is one that I'd probably heard, you know, any number of times within uh, a few years ago on a 1987 chart, heard it in my car, and it just really grabbed me. It just, I thought it sounded amazing. And I would not shut up about it. I kept rewinding it to, to show my friend that I was riding in the car with. I was not a huge Debbie Gibson fan back in the day, but I really liked Lost in Your Eyes. I thought that was really pretty. At number 86, we have a duet between Jennifer Rush and Elton John called Flames of Paradise. And I just think this is a cool song, and you can't think too hard about the title Flames of Paradise, but I just really like it. It's kind of cheesy, but in a good way. And Jennifer Rush, this was her first U.S. Top 40 hit. Um, it seems she was she was an American singer, but she was more successful in Europe and specifically in Germany. And she's also known for co-writing The Power of Love and singing the original version of that. The uh, Celine Dion Air Supply Power of Love. Uh, that would go on to hit number 36. At number 62, we have Tapao with their song Heart and Soul. And they were a UK group named for a Vulcan princess in Star Trek. And the story on this one was they released in the UK. It kind of flopped over there. But then it was used in the in a jeans ad that aired in the United States, became a big hit in the U.S., and then they tried it again in the U.K. and then it was successful again over there. This is just a real. I think this is a very positive song. I feel like it's good for getting pumped up. At number sixty, we have Soul City by Canadian group the Partland Brothers, and they were actually three brothers from a small town in Ontario. This one I heard recently on, on VJ Big Suit uh, on his streaming Twitch show gave me a new appreciation for the song. And I read that these guys had won a Juno for the most promising new group. At number 58, we have Europe with the song Rock the Night. And Europe were from Sweden. And this, this song is used in the movie Hot Rod. 
and I'd seen Hot Rod a bunch of times, but then it was one of those things I was listening to, again, 1987 chart, I was in 2020, I was walking around outside a lot, and I heard this song on my headphones, I was like, oh my god, this song is so amazing, I just kind of hit one of those obsession moments with it. And this was off the same album as Final Countdown, and Final Countdown was hit number 8, and this made it to number 30, but it could, it should have done at least as well, because it's just so good. At number 54, we have another SNL-related connection. We have I Am No Angel by the Greg Allman Band. And you may remember this being used as, in a sketch by Amy Poehler when Josh Brolin hosted, and Amy was extremely pregnant. and she was Her character was hitting on Josh Brolin's character in a bar. And just such a silly sketch, and apparently she was obsessed with this song and wanted to write, force it into a sketch by some manner. And the background on this song is that the songwriter, uh, Phil Palmer, had seen a little kid wearing a t-shirt that said Daddy's Number One Angel, but it was kind of a Mad Magazine fold-in in such a way that it said Daddy's No Angel, which that's just amazing to me. Oh, and the song was originally done by Bill Medley of the Righteous Brothers. And our last song this week from 87 is Genesis with In Too Deep. It's at number 24 this week, but will go on to hit number three. And this is one of five top five singles off of that Smash album, Invisible Touch. Of course, with the title track hitting number one. And this is the part where I have to admit that I have a hard time keeping track between some of the Genesis songs and what are Phil Collins solo songs. Like this this one, if you would have asked me before I listened to the, the chart this week, I could not have told you definitively, but maybe I'll remember now. Well, thanks for listening and back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Excellent, excellent stuff. This has been episode 229 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.